The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of The Break. I am very, very, very happy. My heart started beating fast a few minutes before the show because I, sh- I saw Sean Lee running around and that made me happy. And <laughs> Why'd you make that face, Derek? No, I'm nothing. I'm just no. saying, I, I, I get excited. I was excited. happy for a different reason. And it was still a player that I saw running around. That's another there. one that is little, exciting. Tavon Austin finally, running finally running around. Not just, dancing. <laughs> no, Not no. just running around. He's been running around. He's running around. Helmet on though. Can we stop yes. and appreciate? <laughs> Dave always. Oh, okay. No, no. I thought you were going to add some, some. No. Okay. Let's just appreciate thinking back to where this team was last year. Yeah. You're more excited about the gadget player <laughs> that barely touches the ball coming back than the all pro linebacker who his absence sank the season last year. That's crazy. This NFL is a fickle it beast. It is a baby. fickle beast. Because they're both going to play about six snaps a game yeah. now. I mean, hey. you're not wrong. Yeah, I think Leo, Leo played play a little more than that. <laughs> but I get your point. No, I get your but point. But we know how much of an impact bringing Tavon Austin back to the offense and adding him with – and we talked about it yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before. Adding him. We talked about it yesterday too, yeah. I don't remember if I was on the show yesterday. You weren't on. Oh, you were on. well, there you go. <laughs> Adding him next to Amari Cooper and just having Michael Gallup do some things as well as Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, so it's not just a little gadget player. It could be a lot more than that. Listen, you go back to April and May and listen to this show when I was gushing about what I thought Tavon could do. Like, I absolutely, I'm a fan of his skill set. The downfield ability that Cooper and Gallup have, and the fact that Zeke commands a pre- you know the defense to keep a presence in the box, the stuff Tavon Austin could do as a side to side player is mm-hmm. very exciting. I just we were talking about this before we went on the air. I got to see it to believe it because he they didn't utilize him enough when he was healthy, in my opinion. The so. most important part of that too <clears throat> is that right now the Cowboys have two players that have exhibited their ability to be able to take a, a routine, ordinary play all the way to a touchdown, no matter how, what part of the field they're on, as Zeke and as Cooper. Um, at this point, if you add him, he has that same kind of ability because he has that kind of speed. Um, and so you get him in the open field, he breaks a tackle, or he happens to, to make a guy miss. And now if there aren't enough defenders around him, he has the speed to take it all the way. Those kind of players are rare. And to have three of them on one team, now you're starting to see, I think – the big the, the the interesting part about this is you're starting to kind of see this offense and the vision of what this offense can be. It's not there yet because they still got a lot of things. They got to get Gallup and, and Dak on the same page. They got to really figure out how to integrate Tavon into this. But you're starting to see kind of how this thing could you can envision how this could work and how you could have really you have the pieces of a great offense. Not there yet. Again, they got a long way to go, but you see how it can start to develop into that. It's got to start with that offensive line, though, and that's the that's the thing. The offensive line is still banged up, and Zach Martin, um, you know, clearly that's going to be an issue that they're going to have to you know deal with this week and moving forward. Tyron Smith's not one hundred percent; probably won't be. Maybe the rest of the year. Doubt it. 
And so, you know, that that's that sounds great. And I get you I get what you're saying. And they've done a really nice job of patching this together. But I think if you're gonna have a dominant team in an offense, which they're far away from that, they gotta get that offensive line back. And it's it I don't know if it's ever gonna get there. Not this year. Travis Frederick obviously won't be back and Travis not coming back. Tyron probably won't be 100% healthy. Zach won't be 100% healthy. When was the last time Tyron was healthy for in 2014 season? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, been a while. It's been a while. I mean, he plays hurt a lot because he's yeah. tough Su- enough uh, to do it. Xavier Suafilo is another one. He's, yeah. I mean, that ankle, ankle injuries don't heal when you're react. I mean, playing is reaggravated. Right. Yeah, so right. that's a that's a thing. Uh, Zach's not practicing today. That's something to watch. But but we'll say this: clinching this week could change a, a yeah. few things. I don't think, you know, you, you're not going to rest everybody, and you're still going to have things to play for. I mean, there's no doubt you're, you'd want to get that th- three seed because the difference between Seattle and the other teams is big. and Nameless, faceless opponent. And who knows if the Bears, you know, the Bears could win, you know, their their game, and you could be – I mean, it's, lose their game, right? Well, I mean, I mean, if you get to – the fact that they're they're the four seed and you're the three seed. Oh, I, okay. You know, yeah. I mean, it could be important there. I mean, I don't, I don't know if when the last time a three seed has hosted a, a um, you know, championship, championship game. game. 2000 wow. and... Wow. Actually, well, okay. I think the last time a team that did not have a bye, put it that way. Uh, hosted a championship game. Oh, wait, no. I was going to say 2011, the 49ers. The, or the, uh, yeah, 2011, but... They were the two seed that year, so I take that back. So I don't know. It's been answer. a while, but um, maybe what I was saying is you could you could rest a little bit. You know, maybe a little yeah. here or Tyron there, and Zeke. You know, Zeke's not practicing right now. He he's uh, you. You're yeah. definitely you know that's that's the name of the game in the NFL. Is you're like, can Zach be ready to play? Can, like, can we get him there in six days? Can we get him into uniform? But if you win this game, you don't have to do that. Yeah. I mean, you can obviously you still got stuff to play for, but it is no longer this urgent issue. I mean, he could sit for as much as two weeks. And I know the Cowboys won't probably won't do that because Garrett preaches to his team play through circumstance, no matter what the circumstance. And that's not just in the bad times. That's also when things are going good and you may have wrapped up everything. You still play football because it's time to play football. But I would probably go a different way on that. A guy like Tyron Smith, who, like you said, aggravates his injury every week. Um, a guy like like Zach, who may be ag- in order to play this week, will aggravate that a little bit. Again, not necessarily causing more damage, but just you know how it is. When you got an injury, when you got something that hurts, you keep pounding on it, it doesn't feel any better. So guys like that, I, I might shelf for two weeks and say, because I know, and I'm not talking about guys, like a skill position is a little different because you don't want them to lose that chemistry that they maybe have, have developed with the quarterback or whatever. Um, but when it comes to the offensive line, I think those guys are, these guys I'm talking about specifically are so good that they don't need those weeks in order to be good. They'll still be good if they sat for two weeks, right? Yeah. They'll come back, and they'll probably come back better because they'll probably be a little healthier. So for me, I would probably look at that, again, if the Cowboys wrap well, everything up this weekend. You know, then you get back into that preseason mode. Remember what happened back in the preseason with the, they didn't have a um, – um, they didn't dress have anybody. Rehearsal. Yeah. Dress yeah. rehearsal game because Zach didn't play because and Travis is not playing and then Tyron didn't play. So then do we want to play yeah. Zach? your quarterback? I don't, I don't want to play Zeke. And then yeah. next thing you Let's know, go see Cooper Rush. What right. do you do? Cooper Rush is handing <laughs> Come the on, ball Coop. to That's a perfect Darius time. Jackson. Right. That's a great time to see Cooper Rush. Is a rushing title matter at all? Not according to, to who? Jason Garrett. Rushing title. Is it a matter of to who? Well, to, Does it to matter the guy to making Zeke? the decision. 
Okay. It does not, not. It does not matter to Jason yeah. Garrett, I don't think. It matters okay. to Zeke. And Gurley might be, you know, held out some as well. It's Gurley and That's yeah. more of a player type of accomplishment than sure. a team or like head coach or any of that. So yeah, absolutely. I don't know. That's that's interesting because it's almost and you know, there's a lot of football left, so who knows, but it almost feels like the uh, the one and two seed will have more to be playing for in the final stretch of the season yep. than the three. Because yeah, maybe the Cowboys and Bears could trade place, but they're certainly not catching the Saints and the Rams. But the Rams and the Saints, I mean, that is true. That is a razor thin margin between home field advantage yep. throughout the playoffs, and That's that true. is a difference. Like you can see a scenario where one of those teams loses and the other one gets to hope. Whoever the second seed gets to host yeah. that NFC Championship game. So yeah, it's it's definitely that's a, that's something worth playing for, and they may be playing right down the wire final week of the season. Yeah, where and but I could easily see I could see a scenario where week seventeen rolls around and the Bears and Cowboys are like, cool, we're we're three whatever. and four, or whatever, and the Saints and Rams are like, we got to win if we want home field. Yeah, so which that's interesting. And by the way, they both get about a bye week, so they can afford to play through week seventeen because they're going to have two weeks to rest before their next game. Unlike the Bears and, and Cowboys, who have to turn around and play that next week in the wild card weekend. Yeah. My new goal for today is to find out when, if ever, uh, two teams that didn't have a bye played in the conference title game. I thought I lo- uh, I thought maybe twenty ten Giants. It was, it was Packers Bears in twenty ten, but the Bears were the two seed that year. There was a year in the I want to say the mid two thousands or something where you had a few years where you had fifth or sixth seed teams that got to the Super Bowl, I would check those years. I know Steelers did it once. Obviously, the Giants did it once or Packers, twice. The Packers, Packers did, did it. it. Yeah. So check those years. As those might be That's, years when it that was uh, 2010 was the year the Packers won the Super Bowl as a yeah. sixth seed, but the yeah. Bears were a two. I don't know. I'll, we don't have to do that here. I'll look it up. Right. I'm curious. <laughs> and by the time we finish the show, somebody's going to tell us. You know that, right? I hope so. Some fan Holler at there me. is already. Somebody tweet me the answer. Okay, well, sorry to back it up a little bit. A bit back back to... Tavon Austin and that topic, we know how we would like the Cowboys to utilize him. Mm-hmm. But how do you really expect them to use him? Is Are you expecting something different than what we already seen before when they first got him and he was healthy and the things they were, they were doing well, with him? Let's, let's first talk about what they might do with the position at, at, with the inactives. I know we talked about that on Friday, but like – Who's inactive? Is it Lance Lenore? I mean, he runs down on special teams. He does things. What about Noah Brown? He's got a role as well. The guy that that really well could be inactive here is Alan Hearns. It's possible because just just to get another receiver in place. Yeah. I mean, that's it, an interesting thing. I mean, I, I it's I still weird. Think, I still I wouldn't think. do it though because if if something happened, not going to Gallup or Cooper, he's a better outside guy than right. Tavon or Beasley or Lenore or Brown. So I, I wouldn't do it. I, I probably would sit in Lance Lenore and just be like, well, we'll figure out. The- I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, you guys tell me if you've noticed something different. I haven't noticed him making a lot of plays on special teams. That doesn't mean his role is still not important. Not the right ones. Um, <laughs> but but I, I do think that I, I agree. That's what I was just about to say with Hearns. I mean, his role may not be as a starter. His role may be he's that, you know, yeah. he's your swing tackle kind of guy. Like he's yeah. the guy that can go in and play a lot of different positions if you sustain any injury with your wide receivers. Let's answer the question now. Uh, uh, Tavon, I, I think he'll 
you know, I, I think we'll see a jet sweep or a fake or, you know, we'll, we'll see him out there and stuff. But but kind of what we talked about yesterday is, you know, he, he was running around playing receiver a lot. I don't think you'll see that. I don't think you have to see that as much. I said this on last night's show, the, the happy hour. I think that this group, everybody gets to play what they're supposed to be playing. Hearn should be a backup. Doesn't matter about the money. Uh, Beasley should be just a slot guy. Tavon should be kind of a gadget guy. Gallup should be a pretty good too and a deep, a decent deep threat. And Cooper is your number one. And he can do everything. And I think this is this finally has a group that can do that. Yeah, the addition of Cooper kind of crystallized. And that's yes. If I have hope for Tavon Austin, it's that these roles have become crystallized with Cooper joining the team because I just looked it up. He had, that, that, that's the reason I'm not that excited about Tavon being healthy is he, he had 15. They targeted him nine times and gave him six handoffs in the six games that he played. That's they tried to give him the ball 15 times in six games. That's two and a half opportunities a game. But remember that's the, the time when you were, you were switching it around a bunch of you're different abs- no, you're receivers. Absolutely right. So everybody so was getting, was the, not really getting a lot of reps. The numbers indicate, the numbers, it's not a good indicator, but uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Is you can kind of firm up these roles on offense and you know, you don't have to send him on a deep post that bangs off his hands and turns into an interception because Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup do that now. Um, well, yeah, what much better, much <laughs> right. better than he did. Like he never should have been doing that. And I think it was their deficiencies at receiver that forced him into that in the first place. So I'm optimistic that he can focus strictly on gadget stuff for lack of a better word bubble screens jet sweeps uh handoffs reverses all that type of stuff what i'd ideally like to see is i'd like to see the cowboys do more 10 personnel now where they can put Gallup and cooper on the outside they can use beasley and uh and and Tavon in the slots and have zeke in the backfield i think that gives you an opportunity uh to be able to have some quick guys there best in the slots of the year and you want to knock them off the field completely tied in <laughs> Hey, I'm not saying do it every time. You don't have Great to do it every week. play. And you're going you're gonna to still use the tight ends. Don't get me wrong. If you want to use the tight ends, figure out how to use them in the red zone. That could help you a lot. All in the red three zone. of them had their best game, though. And that's or great. Their best week. That's I mean, great. But Rico use, on Nomas, but it was still his best. <laughs> he had a great week on Nomas yeah. right here. But no, but that's the point. Like, use if you want to use the tight ends more, use them in the red zone. Because right now, that's where you're deficient. And that's where I think you're missing tight end more than anything else is that ability to be able to get you some quick some easier scores kind of disagree with that i i would actually keep him out of the red zone i i, I want to because i want to spread them out and then i'll run the ball a little bit more there i i don't like but that's what they're, they're already spreading them out and you know what's happening when they spread them out the defense is saying we ain't buying it we're going to keep man on the outside we're still going to crowd the box they really don't they don't well, they go three wide I mean, when you go three wide right now, what they're doing is on, they're saying on. we're going to man up on hold the outside. On. You're saying three wide as in three wide receivers, three wide but receivers. they don't necessarily go wide. They sometimes will just, oh, Noah Brown's coming in. He's blocking. I well, mean, no, I, I know specifically last week I was looking at that and yeah. I, because I remember Garrett saying, or it was either Garrett or Linehan talking about how teams are not necessarily, they're, they're not presenting the right look for them to run it when they're in the goal line situations. And it, it, it happened a couple times in this last game where you had three wide. And I get it. Yes, still run it. But my point is. <laughs> That's, what, my, what do you have to say? My point is. Run the ball. When let's, you, start talking, about, yeah, just when try you it. start talking about spreading them out for the purposes of running, I don't know that that's going to help you right now. As a matter of fact, if you're going to run it right now, I say crowd it up because if the defense is still going right. to put eight men in the box in those situations, then give me more blockers. 
give me an extra tackle out there, and I'm going to load up, and I'm going to run the ball. Okay, but the thing about it is this, is this is where I think the problem is. The tight ends cannot block and move people off. So they, they lose. When you have, you're saying, here's the 10 guys in the box, him versus him. Advantage them. It's never advantage tight end. Those tight ends are not winning. True, so but get them out. But but if you have a tight end and if they're playing better as as receivers, receivers. now you block down and defender heads up field. You squeak out. How many times you see that in the NFL these days where tight end is wide open because he blocked down, they thought he was a blocker, and now all of a sudden he's wide open in the end zone. I'm just saying that gives you one more option in the red zone, yeah. in the, in the goal, line, goal line situations to be able to get touchdowns. In a span of like two and a half minutes, Derek just said, I need more 10 personnel. And then, and then <laughs> it's like, give me all the tight ends. In the no, red no, no. Zone. Ten, 10 personnel was not in red zone. I wasn't talking about 10 personnel. I'm, I'm just zone. giving you crap. I know, because you like to do that. Yeah. Well, Let's go ahead and take a quick first break. When we come back, let's dive into the Colts offense and what they've got going on over there in Indy. Pretty lucky. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit directtvnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk. Talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. <laughs> Welcome back to the second segment of the break. We'll now, that conversation. <laughs> Deep talks yes. with Derek. <laughs> Man. All right, let's let's just learn about this Colts offense and mm. what they have for us this weekend. The Indianapolis Colts. This is the this is the most like I boring is harsh and and they're not. They're not boring. They're just the most like slept on team in the NFL. Like I honestly think if you polled NFL fans just basic facts other than the Andrew Luck is their quarterback I bet you you're not coming back naming much. players would be a problem yeah I, yeah going I mean we had that conversation about the Titans and yeah. you're yeah this one this one takes the cake in my opinion because this is I I think that I look at the Colts as a team that are ahead of schedule because just based on what they've done 
Uh, they're going to be number one in cap space, like they, you know, they, by a large amount. Like yeah. they're going to have like 120 million dollars in cap space this year. They, Think about that for a second. They've got 120 million dollars of cap space. I think the cap is what? Uh, it's some. The, it's projected between 187 and 190. So what is that like? Is that a 70 percent, 60 percent? And, and my map, map they right are now. they are paying a veteran a quarterback. Yeah, and they're already paying their quarterback. <laughs> and That's crazy. Just think that you could go get 10 guys that make. You know, twelve million a year. Yeah. I know there's more to it than that, but I mean, you can get seven players like that that are like maxed out players. They could remake their franchise, like they could remake their team with frontline players this off season. But the problem is, is they live in Indianapolis, and I don't still don't think that many people want to go there unless they Fair. move in the middle of the night. Fair. Hey, money, money calls. <laughs> First, I really, I caught that nice. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it too. Yeah. <laughs> and that happened before I was even born. I right, get it. right. Um, Good one. But I don't I don't buy that in the NFL though. Like really? they play indoors. It's not going to be miserable playing games there. No, you're right. And the money's the same. And you know you have a quarterback that makes you viable. Like I, yeah. But that does become and every I think player that does in be- the league has been there. True. But yeah. that does become relevant when you're evaluating two deals that are similar. I think if you're looking sure. at two things that are similar, you might say, "Oh, I can go play in L.A. or I could go play in Indianapolis yeah. and make the same money." Probably gonna go to LA, right? right. Just because the then that matters. Like I'm, I'm taking my family to a place where our quality of life will be a little bit better. The Colts are in a position to outbid people, though, and that, yeah, right, true. But also, I like I feel this. I don't know why I feel this need to stand up for these cities in the Midwest. Like people crap on Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Indy and Milwaukee, and I'm here to tell you, <laughs> what are you here to tell us? <laughs> there are redeeming qualities about all of those places, like. Look, I don't love cold weather. I get it. It can be miserable, blah, blah, blah. Indianapolis, I have a great time every time I go, and I've been like six times at this point. I go to the Combine every year. It's walkable. It's a great downtown. It's centrally located. It's convenient. There's fun stuff to do. Stop hating. That's, That's actually how I feel about Minnesota, like Minneapolis. Yeah. Every time I go to Minneapolis, I have a good time. Cleveland, I like people love to crap on Cleveland at the and it's just it's not true in my opinion. I see? Exactly. Cleveland's a perfectly fine city. I don't want to bag on them, but you just you but you are. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna say but. The Indianapolis Colts. I they're a team ahead of schedule, getting back to where we like yes, please. literally like <laughs> They looked like they were tearing this thing down. Like, yeah. they don't have a lot of veterans. They haven't drafted well. They brought in a new GM, Chris Ballard, uh, Frank Reich, the Eagles' um, offensive coordinator that helped them win the Super Bowl. So, basically, all they have is the quarterback. And you're like, and, I mean, if you go back to the preseason predictions, people were like, this is a two or three win team. And they looked like that. Uh, they started one in five. Mm-hmm. Like, they were so far out of it, it was gross. And then, turns out, I think Chris Ballard has a pretty good idea of what he's doing because this young talent is playing really well. Quentin Nelson, uh, they drafted Braden Smith as well. So, you know, reminiscent of the Cowboys, you've all of a sudden got some talent on your offensive line. Mm-hmm. It correlates to Andrew Luck is not getting hit. He has been sacked. He's six, healthy now. The Colts have allowed 16 sacks in 13 games. And since week nine, they have only allowed 19 hits. He's only been hit 19 times in wow. the second half of the season. So he's getting hit an average of three times per game, which you do the math on Dak. For, I mean, 48 sacks. Opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't even know how many times he's been hit, but I promise you it's a ton. So, yeah, uh, and, and it's it's correlating. Luck's playing great. Um, 
3,700 yards, 34 touchdowns. Uh, actually, crazy to me because I think of Luck as like this big cannon arm guy. He's 22nd in the league in yards per attempt. Like they, and again, going back to protecting him, probably because of his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Short passes everywhere, quick quick releases everywhere, throws a lot of comeback routes, curls and slants and things like that. He just gets rid of the ball super quick. Um, and so it's not like a big play offense. They definitely still throw downfield. Again, being slept on, T.Y. Hilton, probably the most slept on receiver in the entire NFL, led the league mm-hmm. in yards two years ago. Nobody talks about him. Can run. Huge, huge uh, big play threat. He's the guy that's going to do it. But – you know, and that that's the other point, though, is there's not a ton of scary talent here, in my opinion, at least. I mean, you got Marlon Mack at running back. Who's, he's like, he's all right. Um, Jordan Wilkins is a guy they drafted. And then Naheem Hines gets a lot of publicity because he's kind of the scat back. The Cowboys liked him a lot. He's more of a receiving threat than a between the tackles runner. But like other than that, I mean, you got Ryan Grant, who was like the fourth receiver in Washington. You got... Um, their their gadget guy, the guy that they like to do jet sweeps and stuff with, is um, Zach Pascal. Never heard of him. Um, and then their best red zone threat right now is a cast off from Detroit, uh, Eric Ebron, who is finally yeah. playing like the stud yeah. that he was. By the way, as. he's having by far his best season. It's not even year. close. And he's having he's had some games that have been monstrous. I mean, multiple touchdowns, big yards. Like he's had some really good games. This Imagine season. being a Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> and you pass on Zach Martin, Odell Beckham, Aaron Donald for Eric Ebron, and he's ugh, he's yeah. bad. And he goes and immediately <laughs> in his first year since leaving the Lions, he has, I wrote his stats down, 58 catches for 654 yards and 12 touchdowns. Which For a tight end, that's great. This year? This year? Yes. He's got 12 touchdowns. He's got 12 Dude, touchdowns. He's, he's the been only, money. He's the only guy on their team that scores touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, on a consistent basis. I think Marlon Mack has five. Uh, I think T.Y. Hilton has like six. I mean, he has been it's, really, it's, really good. It's unbelievable. And he, I mean, that's not better than Aaron Donald or Odell Beckham, but like, just that's got to hurt if you're the <laughs> oh, Lions. Yeah. Uh, so it, this is a pass happy team. Their offensive line is a lot better, but they don't run the ball well. I think a lot of that is talent too. Like, I, whether free agency or draft, I bet this team goes and gets a better running back in the offseason, one way or the other. Um, and that's it's a young team, and I think they're going to be, if they keep doing what they're doing, I think they're going to be scary good soon. But I think they're ahead of schedule. And that's they sound it. like the Cowboys in a lot of ways. A little bit. I think, From the standpoint of their youth and and kind of maybe performing a little better than you expected at this point in their in their experience, particularly talking about the defense of the Cowboys, but just overall kind of just, you think about this, it kind of sounds a lot like they may be some of your up and coming teams around the NFL that in the next year or two will be real players. But I mean, especially in light of the Cooper trade, like there's just, there's so much more proven talent on this Cowboys offense, just, just between Zeke and Cooper. I mean, and T Y Hilton's great, but the drop off after him, in my opinion, is pretty severe. Um, and so I, I like, I mean, yeah, this is a team that they won five or six in a row, and then they broke their winning streak by losing to the Jags six to nothing. So that's that's something that that I it just division rival though. We, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. it it does, but six to nothing. I know, but you know that's division, man. It, just, it, it just, is bad. It is. <laughs> 
Uh, Some bad football there. This is a young team. <laughs> they're they're clearly capable. I mean, they're right in the thick of the playoff hunt. But I think I mean it's I think it's the luck show right now, and yep. he's lifting these other young talents. Um, and like I said, I think this is going to be frustrating for the Cowboys because they're going to try to death by a thousand paper cuts. Like I mean, and Luck's going to take his shots. T. Y. Hilton's dangerous, but like he's just going to be dinking all over. He the hasn't field. faced the hot boys. He hasn't. You're right. I mean, hey. Demarcus Lawrence, nobody else is sacking this guy, so get after it. That could go a long way toward uh, getting you a win. Obviously, the the Jaguars you mentioned uh, shut them out. What did they do defensively to to counteract what what the Colts want to do? I only watched the Texans game. So sorry. I'm sorry. I, I guess I should ask that question. There's only so many hours in a day, Derek. You know? <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, but I mean, I looking at it purely from the Cowboys' standpoint, I think. Uh, I don't want to go as far as to say it's favorable because I I worry I'm, I worry about Luck having not not being affected. I mean, you know, how did they how did they stop the Saints? They got in Drew Brees' face. Can you do that here? Uh, mm-hmm. Quentin Nelson's a stud. Like, can you push the pocket back and and make him uncomfortable? And if you can, can you be disciplined? Because Luck is a deceptively good athlete. I think anybody that's followed the NFL knows that. I mean, he can run the ball. Um. But these Cowboys DBs, I think, match up really well. I mean, you know, Byron Jones, he's he's won way more often than he hasn't. I have no problem letting him handle T.Y. Hilton. And then I think this is a, a net win for the Cowboys secondary. Other than that, like, I, I'll take these Cowboys DBs over the rest of these wide receivers. Um, and it's it's a very interesting clash of strategies because I think the Colts want to dink and dunk their way down the field, ball control, keep luck on his feet. Uh, and the Cowboys are the obvious, like they're the bend but don't break masters, right? Uh, so it's going to be a matter of who plays better in the red zone, probably. One of the things that the reason I asked that question about the Jaguars is because <clears throat> if you think about um, kind of the derivative of of the Jacksonville defense, it's it's a derivative of the Seattle defense. Again, Chris Richard coming from Seattle, bringing some of those principles to the Cowboys. I wonder if they are as equipped. Uh, to be able to play them effectively, maybe not a shutout. I mean, it's hard to shut any team out in the NFL. But are they equipped because of some of the principles of what they do? And Chris Richard understanding maybe the principles of how Jacksonville plays, uh, if maybe that helps the Cowboys be able to slow down that offense in a similar way. You see that all the time in the NFL, uh, an offense or a defense that's playing really well, and then somebody finds a way to beat it. And then when you find a way to beat it, then teams that have those similar kinds of skills, similar kind of players, are able to to mock that and be able to do the same thing, and then they find the same result. Well, here, here it is. I mean, I just looked at the stats of that game. I mean, I never saw one play, thank God. But um, six, <laughs> 16 rushes for the Colts, 41 yards. Yeah. I mean, Luck threw it 52 times for only 248 yards. He was sacked three times. But 41 rushing yards. It doesn't matter if your running game is is elite or not. It, you have you can't be one dimensional. And I think that that's the Cowboys try to do that to any team, regardless if they have a, a, a top you know tier back. And that's probably what Jacksonville did. But my question is is that is that is that kind of how they play all season? Are they do they have that kind of disparity all season where they tend to throw a ton more than they throw? Than I bet they, they don't they rush run. for 41 yards. I mean, they. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. They average 102 per game, which that sounds good when I say it, but it's 24th in the league. Like, yeah. I mean, this this team is. Built. They're not a good running team. No, they're not, they're not a good, good running team. But 41 yards. I mean, Zeke did that on a couple of plays. I mean, yeah. I'm just. But saying. I absolutely. I think. I mean, I think the Cowboys are equipped to do that, though. We've seen yeah. them do that against better running teams than this, and that's. 
you know, to quote Jason Garrett, the runner matters. Like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not super impressed by their talent in the running game. And, yeah. You know, and and even think about it. Naheem Hines is a dangerous, he is a mismatched type of player, but if the Cowboys can limit Alvin Kamara in that offense, surely Naheem Hines isn't just going to go crazy. I don't see game. how the Colts are favored in this game. I mean, Vegas is very smart. They know what they're doing. What's the spread? It's three. And I, and that, well, that makes it an even game. But that, but that, that's still surprising to me. Yeah. It's surprising to me that they, they would say that these two teams are even right now. Um, just because, I mean, like we talked about the record. I mean, they're six and six. The Cowboys are eight and five, but they're seven and six. Seven and six, sorry. But they're they're a better. I think the Cowboys are a better eight and five. We talked about that the other day. I mean, they're playing. You know, this this team is playing better. I just am surprised that they they would do it that way. But Vegas also has a reason why they bet certain lines, knowing that Cowboy fans will be like. Wait a second. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't. Be, it'll it'll go down. I'm sure. This uh, this. This is not the most impressive run of success. Uh, they started this winning streak against Buffalo. Well, they're not on a winning streak right now, but they started winning against Buffalo. Uh, they beat Oakland. They beat Jacksonville. They beat Tennessee soundly. They squeaked past Miami. They lose to Jacksonville. But then, and to the, I mean, you could say yeah. you could say all the same stuff about the Cowboys, though. But then, nice feather in their cap by beating the nine and three Texans, who nine had the game longest. winning streak. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and we'll get into their defense. Their defense is a big part of that too. It's linebackers. Yeah, oh, Darius Leonard. So, stud. so yeah. the Texans actually started um, their streak against the Colts. In kind of a gift game, wasn't that one where they? I thought it was against the Cowboys. No, no, no. No, they won the week before. Kind of a game where I think Frank Reich was like he decided to go for it on fourth down or something. Yeah, no, you're absolutely. uh, He did. Like they went for it in overtime on like it was like fourth and four on their side of the field or midfield, and they didn't get it, and it set the Texans up for a field goal. And then a nine game winning streak. Yeah, and then they lost it. Fitting, they came back and beat them. But and you know, I did set you so. These are favorable matchups. Ebron is is interesting though, and we yeah. saw how much success the Cowboys had against Ertz this time around. Byron played him on third downs, third and long specifically. Uh, but again, I mean, he's their red zone guy. That's he did a nice job on him too. Like he had some, yeah. some moments they had him on him, and he played some. He had a, a couple really good plays I thought against uh, Ertz. I wonder if they roll that into this game and. I, I think Zach Ertz is the best tight end in football right now, but Ebron is a very, he's an he's a super athletic guy like Ertz. Big dude too. Yeah, and I mean he does he's an off the line type of guy. He's not he's not your prototypical tight end by any stretch. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, hit us on Twitter. Send us some questions at Cowboys Break, and we'll get to them in a bit. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. 
Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Crunch time is the time you've got to stay cool. We're at that point, mid-December here. This is considered crunch time. Nobody's better at keeping you cool under pressure than Tommy John. Tommy John underwear has moisture-wicking fabrics to keep germs and perspiration at bay. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. 20% off your first order. You know, a good place to, to, to be cool is Indianapolis. Probably going to be cold there. It's not, it's not that bad, It's actually. not going to be terrible. I looked at it this morning. It's like a low. Basically like here. Like they're going to open that roof. Brian, yeah, Brian was trying to convince me they're going to open the roof for this no. game. That doesn't make sense to me. No, Brian, no. Like, shut up. You don't even go to games. <laughs> You're not sit even a traveler. Just sit here. Put him outside at the, the Ford Center. Yeah, put, yeah that's a good, good idea. I like that. Derek, make it happen. I'm not going to do that to them. Why? Why? It's going to be nice. We have 50 yeah, degrees. I do that to people. I'm uh, kind of trying to be nice. It is nice. All right. All right bye. I'm glad y'all kept talking because I was about to make a comment. After years. Ooh. Shake your head. Oh, Lord. Like, I thought you were headed in another direction, but no, nope, nope, good thing nope. is. I just keep talking around. right through All right. it. Because okay. you would have just killed the whole segment, right? Yeah. Or made it better. <laughs> Either yeah. way, made it better. It's different perspectives, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, the Cowboys are on a five-game winning streak. And before that, there was a lot of talk about... <laughs> Sorry, Nate is just laughing at me over there. Big Nate yeah. Newton. He loves talking about the kicker. But <laughs> we're not going to talk about that right now. Please don't. Anyways, five-game winning streak. Before that, a lot of talk about the offensive coordinator, what was mm-hmm. going to happen with him, probably get fired. When is that going to happen? As of right now, seeing the way that the Cowboys have been playing thus far, has your opinion about him and the way he's been playing the game or managing the game and alongside with Jason Garrett, has that changed your overall opinion of what might happen in the offseason once the season ends? Yes. So divided opinions here. Didn't get that on camera. But. <laughs> yeah, that was a great little exchange. <laughs> it wasn't on camera. I was looking over here. I, honestly, I don't know how it can't. I mean, and here's why. Because what we were judging him on was based upon what we now know as a wide receiver core that really wasn't very good, right? right. And as soon as he got a... Really good wide receiver, which, again, this was all an experiment. Can you make this go without a number one wide receiver? 
What they figured out is you really can't. So are you really going to crucify the guy that he couldn't make something go that you were testing out anyway? You didn't even know that it could necessarily work. And then he got a number one receiver, and all of a sudden, now the offense is moving. Now he still has issues in the red zone. This offense isn't perfect. But I don't, I don't hear a lot of people complaining anymore about the play calls. And so, to me, I don't see how you You can't. don't? I, I don't. Not I, even, I don't hear Not that. even when they go down in the red zone and forget about their best yeah, player I guess for the 10th right week in that a row? Part about, see, yeah. and here's, here's yeah. another thing. And this is why I, 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 don't, I say that I haven't changed yet. Because they haven't done anything yet. If they, if they go to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl, okay, different story. <laughs> wow. But... Yeah. If they do that, oh, Bill Clyde. right? He's absolutely right. But, no, but there's going, it. they're going to. If they don't do that, they're obviously going to lose. And if they lose a game, they're going to have calls that they probably would like to take back. So it's going to be hard. Maybe not for Jason Garrett, but it's going to be hard, I think, for for Scott Linehan to to end this thing in, in a good way. I remember 2014, Tony Romo. I thought, how's this going to end? You know, well for him. Because everything's going great. The only way it's going to happen is if you make a perfect pass to a guy who catches the ball and the ref said he didn't catch it and you lose. That's it. And that's what happened. And that's Linehan's going to have to have something like that. And I don't see that happening. And I still think they need an offensive coordinator that can really fit what Dak is, is his skill set, what he wants to do. Kind of reminds me of the tight ends in the sense of you're like, well, this isn't great. It could be a lot better. That's something we need to look at when the season's over. But this is what we got right now, and we're going to roll with yeah. it. But I, I mean, and and I don't know. I, it's it's certainly possible that nothing changes. That's totally possible, especially if they have some real success. I mean, if they get to the Super Bowl, if they win the Super Bowl, even if they get to the conference championship game. But maybe somebody hires them as their head coach. If they go. Mm. the college season is already over like like the hiring firing is done like i don't think that's gonna happen all right you, you, oh i get it it took me a second but i get it uh, nfl but i had head coach yeah i mean yeah I'll see look. the rams <laughs> <laughs> yeah i doubt it uh but no i mean <laughs> this offense has gotten better since amari cooper came on board there's no yeah. doubt about that it's still got a lot of warts uh and and they they haven't yeah like they haven't all been fixed. We don't know if they will be. I mean, if if the red zone struggles contribute to them exiting in the playoffs or somehow not making the playoffs, that's still possible too. Okay, okay. If that happens, then, then everybody's everyone's out. Gone. Yeah, we, no, for sure. They don't make the playoffs. No, no you're right. Yeah, <laughs> we might be gone if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, right, like everybody. <laughs> you're right. But I mean, I finish mean, this fight, huh? If they. <laughs> If they freaking if they score thirteen points and go one and five in the red zone and go one and done in the playoffs, yeah, lose to the Seahawks sixteen yeah, thirteen. Get out of here! You're absolutely right about that. And I, again, I wasn't saying you have to keep him. I wasn't saying they're definitely going to keep him. All I'm saying is, Amber's question was, has your opinion of him changed? And I think yes, my opinion has changed. It may not be that I think he's the greatest right now. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying my opinion has changed. I do recognize the fact that this offense is appreciably better when you actually give him a number one wide receiver. Now, when you evaluate a position like that, as far as a coaching position, what's your window? What's the the window evaluation? Like, do you look at it just from this season? Do you look at past seasons as well? It's even more than that. I think it's, to me, what's even more important is who you're going to replace him with. Because if you're going to let him go, then you better have an option for somebody that's better. 
because you don't want to bring in somebody that's worse because you can be worse. So yeah. you better have an idea of who your who your next guy is. So I think that's probably even more important than just how long what the window is of the evaluation. I think you got to figure out who is the best person you can bring in here. Are they going to give you the things that you need to make this offense better? And to be honest with you, if we want to start talking about the people that they should think about replacing – I'm way more on the train of give me a more experienced quarterback coach than I am give me another offensive coordinator. I must be crazy because I don't care about that at all. I I absolutely do for a young quarterback. Don't care. Like I don't think it matters or matter. Not matters is harsh, but like he's not the guy coming up with the concepts and and calling the play. He is the one though that's telling the quarterback. Here are the things that we want to be able to do and walking him through those things and making sure that he understands what's important in this offense in order for him to do. And if you feel like, which I think a lot of people out there do, if you feel like the quarterback is not where he needs to be at this point in his career, and there are a lot of people that believe that, if you believe that, then you probably want to get somebody who can coach him up a little bit more. Did you watch All or Nothing, the show? Yeah. Scott Linehan is the quarterback's coach just as much as Kellen Moore. Like, I do not think Dak has the quarterback's coach. But but to me, that's also part of the problem. If you've got a title and you've got a responsibility to be the quarterback coach, be the quarterback coach. You need someone that you don't be. The offensive coordinator has a lot of other things to deal with. He doesn't have the time to invest in the quarterback that a quarterback coach should. Sorry, go ahead. I would like for for Dak to, and and I know that Romo is not the guy that that coaches him up and all that stuff, but I would like for for Dak to take some of of the approach, the offseason approach that that Romo always had, which was find a couple of things each year to really improve on. And, I mean, we're talking like very specific things, where you hold the ball in the pocket, laces out, feet, all that kind of stuff that, that you deal with, you know, what are you looking at? Looking at safeties before pre-snap and all that stuff. He needs to do that. To, and, and I don't know who the guy is to help him with that. You know, and Romo did have some veteran quarterback coaches, uh, Wade Wilson, David Lee, guys like that. So I, I would like to see some kind of veteran coach, somebody that's been able to coach mobile quarterbacks and play the game the way Dak's going to you know, have to play it. In this day and age, I I can't remember the guy's name, but Dak's got a guy in Orlando, and like um, he go he's worked with him every offseason. You know, he took all the receivers down there. He's going to spend way more time with that guy than Kellen Moore in the offseason. Okay, well, make him your quarterback coach then, so he's here all through the season. Well, maybe we fire him. Because <laughs> maybe I mean maybe oh crap we're out of time. Maybe we don't go to Orlando. I had so much more stuff I wanted to say. We got another show tomorrow. Yeah, that's fine. And Friday. We'll I have to bring this conversation back up Moore, because I have a lot of stuff to say. Kellen too. Moore is a straw man. Like that's just a, he's just a punching bag for. There's people to there's be mad no at. such thing. If you got the if you've got the position on your coaching staff, you have it for a reason, and everybody should be held. We're not saying that about the wide receiver coach. We're not saying that about the offensive line coach. Everybody has a responsibility, and if you don't think that they are necessarily the best person as a fit for that job then you need to upgrade it coordinator is the reason okay coordinator (laughs) is the overarching reason bye guys thank you so much we'll bring this conversation back up some other day thank you for Derek Eagleton Nikki Mint David Hellman Amber Garcia this has been Cowboys Break on DallasCowboys.com radio Radio. this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club how about this Cowboys